Wait, you said the, do you want to say the? You said the last time. <laughs> Are we going to say the? Okay, okay, let me put the the in here so I don't forget. Are you spending your life trying to become who God has already called you to be? Good news, girlfriend. God has equipped you with a guide to live in your purpose with him. So grab your Bible and notebook. And get ready for this episode of the God Girls Guide podcast. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we are continuing our series on Who's Your Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> it just always makes me laugh. And it, but it flows. The bad thing part about Who's Your Daddy it just flows off your tongue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who's your daddy? Anyway, so like we said on the last podcast, that we were going to talk about the attributes of God. And so the our first, father. our father. So our first attribute we're going to talk about is Jehovah Jireh. Yes. So Jehovah Jireh, what does that make you think of? See, when you hear Jehovah Jireh, it makes me think of Jireh, uh, the song from mm. Maverick City. Um, but it makes me think about um, all the times that God has provided for me um, that I just couldn't do it myself. Like it was outside of the things that I can do. What about you? When you hear about Jehovah Jireh, what do you think of? Um, I also think of that song because I think that is just such a profound, like the lyrics, right, are super yeah. relatable um, and challenging. Yes. The one that stands out to me is you are enough for me mm -hmm. and just like standing mm -hmm. on that truth and, and yeah. recentering back on that. Um, but I also think of a lot about um, Abraham. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that today, but I heard a sermon that completely just opened my eyes to another layer of it. And we'll share some of those tidbits with you later, but that's what I think about. Yeah. So I really can't wait to dive in uh, to Abraham's story and we will be guiding you guys on it as we um, take a part or piece by piece of who Jehovah Jireh is. So we're going to start with Matthew 6 verses 25 to 34. I'm going to read them and then we'll talk about them. So uh, verse 25 starts us off with, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can be, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil or spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into to the oven, will he not much clothe you? Oh, oh, of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and these things will be 
added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day in its own trouble. So, you know, my first thoughts when it relates to Abraham, you know, Abraham was a man that who believed. I mean, he just, he believed. And for me, I think sometimes when I listen to Abraham's story, I want to be, have that faith too, mm-hmm. you know, and not to have to worry, worry about things. Like he trusted God so much. And I want to be able to trust God. I want to be able to say, you know what, Lord, you being is just sufficient. You know, I just want to seek you first. And so our family scripture is actually uh, verse 33, seek first the kingdom above of all else in his righteousness. And so, and things will be added to you. And so when I read this, I'm like, yeah, of course, if I'm seeking God, then I I don't have to worry about anything because God is, he's my provider. What are your thoughts? Um, I love this scripture because it's something that I have to talk to myself about when I want to pick things up to control them. Mm-hmm. That I don't have to be anxious about it. God cares more about me than he does the birds. So it is. And, and they flourish. <laughs> mm-hmm. They want for nothing. Yeah. So um, that's really what I think about it is just reassurance Yep. that God loves me more that I don't have to earn it. Yeah. I don't have to earn the provision. That's right. We, we don't. And so the application for you guys, as you guys walk away with hearing uh, Matthew 6, 25 to 34 is like, what, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what does this mean to you? What can you take away from this scripture and to say like, God is enough. Like he's, he's provided for these, the lilies. He'll provide for me. He provides for the birds. He, he dresses the grass, right? But he'll provide for me. Just think on that yourself. So our next scripture. Yes. Hebrews 11. Um, so this is going back to what you talked about. See about that example of Abraham. Um, so in Hebrews, it says by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son of whom it was said through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered mm-hmm. that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Yeah. So when I look at this, um, I see it as like a test of not just Abraham's faithfulness, but of, of again, God's provision of he says what he says. And when we don't understand what that looks like, what he said, what he said looks like, um, he's still going to bring it through. And so we have to believe and not put a cap on what he's capable of doing. Yeah. Um, my thoughts is again, Abraham's faith, but um, it says when he was tested. And so I know that all of us have felt like, is this a test or is this temptation? You know, what what's the purpose? Why am I going through this? You know, what is the Lord asking of me? And so I think we can learn so much from Abraham. Um, he was able to give it up. So if I just heard this sermon the other day. It's like, if you can't give it up, then it's got you. And so you have to be able, when, when the Lord says surrender it, surrender it. Because you have to believe that he's got something better planned or that he also, he has your back. Like he's, God is, 
is amazing. He's ah, he's beautiful. He's good. He's just, he's gentleness and he's, and he's compassion. He's compassionate. So if he's asking you for something, give it because he has something better for you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that uh, gif that's with a little girl asking for her little teddy bear, but God has the bigger teddy bear behind it. That's what God is because I got something bigger for you. So that's my biggest thought was like, how can we be more like Abraham to sacrifice, you know, our sons, you know, even when it's hard. So your application is, which we'll get into this, is take a look at the scripture and see, you know, is your faith looking like Abraham or is it looking, you know, lack? What does it look like? Okay, so our next scripture is Genesis 22, 14. So Abraham called the name of that place. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So my thoughts before, I, uh, before, I almost called Amanda Abraham. Before, <laughs> <laughs> before Amanda gets into the story, but Abraham, my thought about this is that Abraham believed so much in the Lord providing that he called a place the Lord will provide. And like, for me, I wanted to be able to call my home, the Lord provides, you know, to talk to my children, like the Lord's, he's already provided. Like, and I think sometimes we can look at our situations, we can look at everything and we call it, we call it lack. We call it, you know, not nothing abundant. So that's what we, when we're calling into things and we say, I'm missing this and it doesn't have this and, or my business doesn't look like this or my life doesn't look like this. We call it lack. But what Abraham is doing here, he's saying the Lord will provide. And like, so he's speaking into what he wants and the Lord did provide as we all know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, if you have your Bibles handy, turn to Genesis chapter 22. Now, if you're not familiar with the story of Abraham, you can read about him in Genesis, um, but I'm going to just give us some like short notes on setting the story up and then some takeaways from it. Okay. So um, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, they didn't have any children of their own. And God made a promise to Abraham that if he walked in his ways, if he followed God, that he would make his descendants more than the stars, like more numerous than the stars. And um, starting in chapter 22, it says sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said, Abraham, Abraham replied, here I am. And God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. So he qualifies it. He's like, I know how important this kid is to you. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. Like there's no way around who he's saying it to be, Mm -hmm. um, Isaac, and go up to this mountain, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering um, on a mountain, I will show you. And it says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took his servants and his son. He cut wood and they all go to the place. Um, And on the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place where he had to go. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and come back to you. And so just, you see the significance of Abraham's faith there in his immediate obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you see, you said just a while ago about speaking truth and speaking life into the situation that he believed him and Isaac were going to come back. He knew what God said, but he also knew who God was. So he said, um, we will worship and come back to you. And he carried it up. Um, 
the wood and Isaac and a knife. And as the two of them were on their way together, because you know, Isaac's got to be wondering, like mm -hmm. he's been around his dad. He knows his daddy too, right? Okay. He knows how long, uh, or he's been around his daddy long enough to know what offerings look like. <laughs> and he goes, father. <laughs> Yeah. Abraham goes, yes, my son. He said, the fire and wood are here, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And, Ab and Isaac, we see just a beautiful like mirror of the trust because Isaac follows Abraham in trust and faith. And so when they get to the place, Abraham, like he's fully committed. He goes all the way through. He puts his kid up on the burnt offering. And as soon as he's ready to slay his son, um, the angel of the Lord called out to him and said, don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not harm him um, because you've not withheld from me, your son, your only son. Now I know that you fear God. And say, Abraham looked up and there he saw a ram caught by its horns. Now, if that ram had been there the whole time, do we think that Abraham would have seen it? Mm -hmm. right but he didn't because he he was focused on mm -hmm. his problem he wasn't he, he didn't see the answer so some of the key takeaways here is um abraham has been tested by god before abraham was not always immediately obedient and so when you're not only immediately obedient like partial obedience or delayed obedience is full disobedience mm -hmm. and so that's a key takeaway here like Abraham got that. That's why he immediately obeyed. Yeah. Because he, he knew who God was. He saw the consequences of not mm -hmm. immediately obeying. Um, but he he also knew that God promised him something. And what we see here is that he was not relying on Isaac to fulfill that promise. He was relying on God to fulfill that promise. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Um Thank you. It's so important that you guys get to hear the story of Abraham uh, because it's one filled with faithfulness to God and obedience. And I think sometimes that can get missed, uh, the story of obedience, because sometimes you, I think the world or you may be questioning, well, who, who am I obedient to? You know, you're always and only obedient to the Lord. So our next scripture is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him, who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. Um, my thoughts is, hey, like if you, if you ever are struggling with what God wants for you or his promises, flip to this verse, flip to it because he's not just giving you what you just need. I think a lot of times I have said like, he's giving me just what I need. And then I'm like, man, maybe I need to count up all the blessings because he's act, it's actually more than what I need. It's just not what I wanted, mm. but it is more than, it is abundant. Mm -hmm. And so what are your thoughts on this verse? Yeah, I think that this just, it goes again back to his character of being Jehovah Jireh, because um, we didn't talk about this earlier, but it's key, is Jehovah Jireh, what it translates as is the self-created one who sees the need and provides for the need before you recognize the need. Mm -hmm. And like, how powerful is that? Is that our God, our loving father, he knows what we're going to need and provides for it before it even becomes a blimp on our map. Yeah. Before we even recognize that, hey, we, we need something here. Before we come and ask him for it, he's already created that provision. 
Thank and I just you. think that's, and that's why it's more abundantly than we could even ask or think. Cause he's like, I already know all the pieces, all, all the pieces. pieces that you're missing to ask for. Mm -hmm. He's already provided it. And yeah. And all in the church says, amen. Yes. In the <laughs> church says, amen. So questions. So we have some discussion questions that we're actually going to ask of each other. And we want you guys, we always say, grab your notebook. You start answering them for yourself. So our first question is, how do you know something is what God has promised to you? How do you know that something is what he has promised to you? Mm -hmm. Our questions today. Um, I, for me, it's how he speaks to me and I'm going to get off on a little tangent here just because I've been teaching this in the preschool at church, um, about God being, or Jesus being the good shepherd. And he says, you know, my sheep know my voice and they hear me and recognize me and I know them. Mm -hmm. And so like, I hear his voice and I know him. And so that's how I know what he has promised for me is but because I know his voice and mm -hmm. I know that um, I know what he's called me to do. Yeah. I feel like I'm being kind of vague, but I'm not meaning to. Um, it really is just knowing his voice. You know what he's promised you because he doesn't make it difficult. Yeah. What, what he's promised to you. Like you don't have to keep like trying to beat down doors and he, cause he makes our path straight. He does. He makes our path straight. Uh, for me, how I know is something that God has promised me versus something that I just want. <laughs> I had to do this question just like that, just because sometimes I feel there was a season where I'm just like, it's gotta be what he, what he wants for me because it's this and yeah, no. So if it's coming from, so first check your heart. So if your heart is not on God and it's not centered on anything that is like him like him providing then it's not from him so if your heart is like yeah this job I gotta keep my job I gotta do this you know the job thank you thank you Lord because the job is provided mm. yeah no no God is the provider God makes sure that that job is not closing down on you or that you're not getting fired it's God behind it and so for me it's always like okay what is motivating the want for the promise uh versus something that he said to me and then also the, is it backed up by scripture like mm -hmm. for me because all of his promises are in the bible and he's still working through those miracles and promises today the bible is still relevant and so everything he's promised us is through you know, through Abraham, but you'll still see them over and over and over and over again. But just for me to you all, just make sure that you know who's the who's the promise giver and setting it on, setting your attentions on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you know if God is testing you? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm taking this one first. So this one is a tough question because well it's easy but also it's tough so we all know that um god doesn't tempt us he tests us right we all know that line but sometimes you're like but how how i know this ain't temptation so it's easy so a test looks like you someone you like choose life or death right like hey are you gonna follow your friend's way who's trying to get you to sin or if you're going to 
do it my way because you know, you know that, you know, God's way is better. A temptation looks like, you know, hey, you know, I see this juicy piece of cake I'm not supposed to eat, like this creamy cake and it's the best things. I'm being tempted, you know, that's tempted, you know, there's there's a difference. Like, it is just like Abraham. Abraham was, it was a clear test, you know, testing from God is very clear, it's cut dry, you know the answer. Like, there's no persuasion, you're not, you know, confused about it, you know the answer. Temptation is like you're underneath something. You're underneath something. And that may have confused you, but for the ones who have ears to hear, you heard what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so testing is um, for our faith. Mm -hmm. So it is, you know, God knows our heart posture. And there was a scripture that we read today um, and it was talking about false prophets and, and God was using them to test the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. God already knew their heart posture, but he wanted them to see what they were capable of. Yes. And so that's how God tests us. He wants us, he knows our heart posture, right? But he, he will test us so that we can see what yeah. our faith is mm-hmm. so that we can gain confidence, not just in him, um, but in our faith in him, mm-hmm. like that we're, we're not as weak as we think we are sometimes. And so he does that that test so um, that our faith can grow and our confidence in who he is can grow. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Last question for you and for me is how do you recognize God's provision? Yeah, so this is um, just so profound. And so I think his provision um, came it comes in different forms, right? I know God mm-hmm. answers prayers through people and we're called to be the hands and feet. And so um, a lot of that provision will come from people mm-hmm. that God sends us. But, um, you know, our family was in a bad car accident um, last month and I have been praying for provision financially <laughs> um, over and over and over. And um, God's like, this is what provision is going to look like in this season. So it was people reaching out and providing food Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there were some injuries and just taking care of a lot of the things. Um, The last thing you want to have to worry about is feeding your kids. Yeah. The last. So people providing meals, people providing um, financial money through DoorDash. Um, Somebody that I'm not going to name my best friend coming over and clearing out the house space so my <laughs> that I'm not going to name <laughs> <laughs> could so walk funny. through the house on its crutches um without slipping on anything like just the the proactive being at the hospital with us all day taking my kids um just like the provision just was outpouring and it so that's what how I was able to recognize it was provision because it's not things I could have coordinated myself that's right and so just like Amanda said, Jehovah Jireh, he knows the needs before there is a need, he provides a need. So before uh, before the accident, the Lord was uh, was telling that friend that she was going to clean Amanda's house. So he was already moving it in action before there was a need. I didn't you know? have to ask for it. And she didn't have to ask for it. I think that's another thing that it was God's provision. It's like, I didn't have to ask for it. And I, we do have to ask him for things, like, mm-hmm. right? He wants us to ask him for things. Um, but that was a way I was able to also just recognize it was his provision. It was like, 
it was immediate. It hit the need and I didn't have to ask. Yeah, exactly. And so my answer to this, to this, how do you recognize God's provision is like, it's outside of what you can think as well. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when God provides, it's outside of things that I could even think about asking for in the way that he provides. I'm like, I would have never even thought that that was a way to get to get to receive and so also the way like if God is asking you to step in and be his hands and hands and feet it's just look what the provision that he's using to work through you to give to someone else look at the joy look at the peace look at the love that it produces the fruit that it produces on that person's face so it's like I'm gonna double tap on that but it's just a better sign when you know that the Lord is using you you know, as a hands and feet, as as heaven to shine on other people, to help other people, just look at the fruit that it produces. So, and so our guided question for this week, and actually it's two questions is, what is God's promise to you that you're hanging on the promise instead of God? Looking for the promise to provide for you instead of God. So what is that thing that God has promised you that you're hanging on to instead of God? looking for the promise to provide for you instead of him so an example could be you're hanging on to this job Mm -hmm. that you think is going to be the provision that god's provide or promised you Mm -hmm. or the connection you're hanging on to this relationship that really isn't healthy to you because you're like well this relationship is what's going to connect me Mm -hmm. to the thing that god has yeah like what is it that you're hanging on to and you're not willing to give it over to God and yeah. let him have his way with it. Yes. So we want to know, message us on Instagram uh, or email us at hello at godgirlsguide.com. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.